Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of A Curious Catalyst, a podcast where we will be diving in with visionaries and entrepreneurs and find out just all the tips and tricks, hacks and struggles that we all go through in creating our vision into a reality. And today I am so honored to have as my first guest, the one and only David Beaudry, um, founder of the Noble Movement Academy and just such an epic being who, you know, teaches us the ancient wisdom in helping us overcome, you know, depression, anxiety, tapping into extraordinary energy that we have within ourselves, um, just in a natural way. So welcome, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here and dive into the nitty gritty, you know, how can we change the world together, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure. I, um, it's funny because I Googled your name earlier because I know you quite well, but I thought what would show up if I didn't know you? And I was like, hmm, who is this David Beaudry? And it made me laugh because you have quite a few nicknames online. <laughs> um, the, on your website, it says the man, the magician. And then I forget what the site was, but it said David Brodery, AKA the Reverend. Where'd you get that nickname? Oh, that was given to me by uh, James, James Seraph. Um, and uh, he would always call me the Reverend because I love to sing and pray. <laughs> and so he put that on my YouTube. Like that's my tag on all my YouTube descriptions. Actually, I was like, all right, Reverend sounds fine to me. I love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it would be great if you could explain just a little bit of what it is that you do. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I integrate physical training with spiritual cultivation, right? So what does enlightenment look like now for the modern world, right? And there's time-tested practices from all wisdom traditions, right? That guide us along the way. And so it's like, well, what does that look like now? How do we apply that to our psycho psychology, our belief system? How do we apply that to, um, you know, like our, our body awareness, right? So a lot of this training really is about learning how to be in our body because there's so much wisdom inside of us, inside this vessel, and how to discern when energy outside of ourselves is impeding or blocking our own internal flow, right? And so that, so the ability uh, as, a, as a Qigong practitioner is, oh, I can feel and sense my own energy, I can feel and sense someone else's energy, and where there's blockages, oh, that's where there's a shadow, there's a wound, there's a trauma, oh, let's let's pay attention to that and ask, how can we open this? Um, and basically it's like clearing, clearing the cobwebs. You know, I help people clear the cobwebs so they can feel their soul essence first and foremost. And now from there, okay, I can trust myself. I can trust my body. I can trust my soul. Everything is gonna now unfold from there because the external only mirrors the internal. So, so that's kind of it as concise as could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of nuances and like layers to this as well. Mm -hmm. So how, how did this start for you? You know, it started, so with the academy, I'll start there because I can go way back to seven years old. We'll, <laughs> we'll save that for the later, you know. Um, 
so about four years ago, so I, I, my, my background is I got a degree in psychology to heal my depression, essentially, and to heal my dad's depression. Like, I want to know how to transform my consciousness in college, right? And I played mm-hmm. football, played football for 10 years. And I know without football, I, and that discipline and structure, that was like my first spirituality in a way, right? I probably would have succumbed to depression and suicide. Like I was very suicidal as a, as a young kid because I was empathic. And mm. so I picked up on all my father's, you know, he didn't have a job for a couple of years and I was just like swimming in his, in this field. And what happened was I would go out into nature. I remember uh, seven years old in Oregon feeling depressed and sad and lonely, you know? Um, mm. And there was something profound about running through the forest and climbing and, and being in the river and, and there was a freedom in my soul. I was like, oh, mm. this is me. This is, oh my God, like, and all, everything cleared away. And so the most profound memory as a kid was being in nature and riding my bicycle. And, and, and that turned into a dedication to the warrior path, you know, um, which is, you know, whether it's yoga, martial arts, football, a sport, I was like, I'm gonna dedicate to my body and uh, and it wasn't a conscious i'm gonna dedicate to my body at you know nine years old but um so that's where it started right that's where it really started was like oh there there's something that i'm here to heal and Mm. i don't know how but nature nature knows the way nature knows the way so then um in 2017 i was asked by a, a dear friend um, hey, can you cert- you know teach me Qigong, certify me? And I was like, well, let me ask Sifu. So my grandmaster, I asked like, you know, do I have permission to share these this lineage and these teachings? He's like, yes, you have my blessing and the school's blessing. And he said, you know, you've trained all the way through masters, so you can certify mm-hmm. masters. I was like, well, I ain't ready for all that. So <laughs> let's start with level one. Let's start with practitioner, therapist. You know, so it's always been my dream since I was young to to be a teacher and be a professor. And, and have an academy. And so it's been in the ethereal realm um, until 2017. And, and now we do uh, bi-yearly retreats in Mount Shasta. And um, that's my favorite, you know, being in community, in community, in, in intimate spaces, really, you know, um, is just my favorite thing. So, so that's kind of how it started. You know, uh, I wanted to heal my depression and I found, uh, you know, found Qigong along the way. And I'll say one more thing when I was studying and reading, you know, um, cause studying is just so beautiful, but to read about um, these, you know, um, these uh, teachings, we'll call them, right? And I, I would be, I would be, I would be in, the, in, in like, I was 19 years old, sitting in, in, in my community college, studying before football practice. And I was reading the light of consciousness, Buddhism, Taoism, like reading all the religions. And I was, it's like, oh my God, I'm here to become enlightened. That's what I'm here to do, you know? <laughs> and then I would like fall asleep. I'm a great napper. That's one of my masters here. I would just nap, <laughs> you know, nap in my books. Like, oh, let's, you know, let the download complete. And then it wasn't until six or seven years later when I found Qigong, I was like, oh, like everything I was reading is embodied in these movements in a direct connection mm-hmm. to source, to God, that I can actually tangibly feel and this is what the masters are talking about, you know, these states of meditation that are achieved, you know, and some achieve them in, you know, high performance activities, right? Being on mm. stage, being in a big game, right? 
So what I discovered was Qigong allowed me to cultivate the flow state, to calm my mind. And I was like, man, if I used, if I knew this when I was playing football, it would have been game over. I would have been <laughs> in zone constantly. I would, you know. So, um, so that's how how it how it started. Uh, in a roundabout way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, because it's like through self healing, and as you said, like it all starts within, right? And that's where, like, as within, so without. I think you referred to that earlier. Your own like purpose and bigger vision came through your own self healing. And you were like, oh, this is what I'm here for. And it was because you went to heal yourself. What better way to find your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I love the fire so, in the background, by the way. Fabulous. Thank you. Well, I'm currently it's, in Canada and it's becoming winter. So definitely need. We have a, a mini blizzard here on my land right now. There's, the, the snow is going sideways. <laughs> and uh, it's intense i feel like i'm in, I'm in the dark norse lands and <laughs> i'm like <"Ooh." laughs> uh, it definitely has something cozy and fun when it's like snowing and you get to you know cuddle inside and just be like okay we're all staying here today <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right because you just or just landed you've been there i guess over the course of the summer but um you host retreats in shasta you said twice a year Yes. Um, and now you are also living there for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. That, how does that feel? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, everything is energy, right? So for those listening, tracking when you go into environments, what your body feels like, your emotions feel like. So being here, I'm looking at a mountain every day and I, I just feel this overwhelming stillness it's like a big bear hug you know Mm. very different from living in Oakland you know with the density right and so there is it's why all the ancient mystics would live in the mountains or the deserts like I ain't gonna be in a neurotic city (laughs) you know I get it now I get it you know so the path is like how can we be in the mountain and come back into the marketplace and share and grow and like I don't want to just disappear in the mountains like oh like and, and so that's what, um, so that's what I feel when I'm here with the mountain. It feels really peaceful. And there's something interestingly enough, a little, not scary, but eerie because it's so still, it's like, mm. ooh, there's like a mystery that I'm not too sure about, you know, I'm like, ooh, what's, <laughs> what's really going on here? You know, there's a, there's a special essence here. And um, so, you know, anybody want to come to Shasta, let's, let's train, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely an offer that I would take you up on for sure. I know whenever we train in person, it's, there's always something that comes through. Yeah. So what are, cause you've been doing the entrepreneur game for a while. Like you said, you could go all the way back to seven if, if you wanted to with your story and like how your, your vision and your purpose here or your mission here on earth has been like slowly taking form. What... I'd love to know some of the aspects you really love about, you know, knowing that you have a bigger mission here and then some of the things that you really kind of struggle with, with that as well. Mm-hmm. I made a full body chill in this moment. So, uh, you know, first I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to have anything to do with business. I was like, you know, psychology, personal trainer for 13 years. You know, and I was like, I, I'm here to like train and teach people, right? I'm not here to make a bunch of money. That was my 
my old scarcity codes. And mm. something shifted uh, with a dear friend named Amateo Ra. And um, I took this program that doesn't exist anymore called Profit Ascension. And this is the first business coach that actually saw me and saw my soul and my gifts. And I was like, this is who I'm going to invest with. This is what I'm talking about. And it changed everything. I learned to believe in myself. I learned to believe in my vision and my mission, um, which I, I can happily share about, you know, a little later. And so that point of like, oh, I'm here to, you know, like by me playing small, I'm not going to help the people that, that uh, are searching for this, right? So I was like, okay, so that means that like, Money is energy and abundance. Mm. So the more people I help and support, the more abundance comes and the more I can give back, right? So part of weaving this web is like my bigger purpose is, is woven into my daily life. Of like, how do I embody and show up for my wife, for my daughter, for my friends, for my family and become a better human? You know, like how do mm. I become a better human? You know, and, and from that everything else is, is going to follow. And so I would say the double-edged sword of that is like, because I feel this big mission and, and dedication, sometimes I neglect the people closest to me, right? Mm. And I forget, you know, to, to, you know, sometimes I call myself the absent-minded professor. And even when <laughs> I was younger, like, like every one of my girlfriends at some point was like, hey, didn't you think about that? I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an academy in my mind. Hold on a second. <laughs> you know, and so I'm always <laughs> contemplating I'm contemplating the, the depths of life, you know? And so sometimes I forget to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Helps me be, be compassionate with myself because my, that's part of my gift is really going into the depths and not being afraid of the shadow. Um, but that's the double-edged sword, you know, of, of going into the depths and then forgetting about um, a few things that, uh, you know, so, so then, I, then I bring it to my, oh, like, how can I now prioritize you know, my family first and not just my students and my clients and my big vision and my social media presence. It's like, how do I balance that? And so that I don't become a slave to, mm. you know, there's times where I just feel overwhelmed. I want to cry and I do cry. <laughs> and I'm just like, I lay down on the ground. I'm like, God help me. <laughs> you know, how do I get out of the way? Because it's not about me. It's about the, me being a vessel for this, this energy that wants to to bring light um to the inner city kids to moms and dads to leaders really you know I, more and more i'm getting clear noble movement academy trains leaders you know i'm here to train mm. teachers and trainers and leaders of all walks so they're, they're carrying these codes in their in the boardroom right and they know how to ground for their breath when when things get intense they know how to consciously communicate and the highest skill is is the energy cultivation with people right those mm. energy forces yeah that that happen you know and that's where those uncomfortable conversations that most of us don't want to have it's like well i gotta have this conversation you know because there's a glaring energetic pattern here that if i don't speak to that we can't go anywhere um so that's that's my two cents on that <laughs> i love it and i love how because like you touched on it briefly, like the inner city kids, and I know you have a huge heart for them and the indigenous and that while those will always be a huge part of your mission, like you will make a fundamental change there. Um, and we can, we can dive into that for the listeners. Cause I know we do some work together. 
Um, so I have a, a clear idea of like what your mission is there, but how you're getting clearer and clearer on, no, I'm here to help the leaders so that they can in those moments, you know, make decisions and lead from a place of clarity and connected to their like aligned energy and higher source. Um, and, you know, have the ability to have those difficult conversations and to be like, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to step up like into my power. And then I'm going to, you know, speak to this situation and to this, whatever's happening. And from there, like, that's what we need in our world leaders in any type of leader. Mm-hmm. From the heart, right? From How do we heart. lead from, from the heart and from yeah. respect and honor, from respect and honor. And that's what I see breaking down in the world today. You know, um, every system in the world is breaking down, especially in the Western mm-hmm. world. And it's, because our ego can control versus our hearts and it's like instead of the you know the, the red and the blue like fighting it's like oh how do we have a conversation over tea and respect mm-hmm. one another as humans how do we respect one another and honor each other's differences and say actually we have the same goal we want yeah. harmony we want peace and and so a big part of it is letting go of the victimhood and taking responsibility for our life and be like oh you're not my problem my problem is not out there my problem is inside here Mm. <laughs> yep <laughs> that's always that mirror right mm-hmm. um so you're saying earlier that you know the absent-minded professor <laughs> and in every relationship that you've had and I know now you're married to a beautiful woman and have a gorgeous daughter um how have you like what are some of the hacks is a weird word for it but like habits that you've cultivated in big that balance is you know not always easy to come by but what are some of the habits you've cultivated the last two years i've really last two three i've really been praying on it you know so like the first habit is like you know opening up to spirit like spirit how do i create more harmony with my wife and my daughter how can i mm. show up better you know so when we start to ask better questions we get better answers so before I was asking those questions I was just going along on default like honey I gotta do this I gotta gotta build the business you know I'm like you know that's in that survival mode and I was like wait I'm not here to be in survival mode I'm here to to be at peace and thrive and if the home front isn't a priority and in order then everything else what is it even worth right Mm. so that's the first habit of like when something's off I go I go to source I go to God I'm like God open the way for healing here, you know? So for my wife and I, it's being, having those times and we're starting to set them up in a rhythm, at least, you know, a couple of times a month where we sit down and, you know, on a, we call it Sunday Funday, right? We go for a drive mm-hmm. in the nature and during that hour, we're talking, we're chatting. And then at home, we have time where LA is, you know, it's like, we just have our private time of like, okay, like let's connect and like where, where are you? And this is what's frustrating me. And, you know, I'm sorry for not showing up in that way for you, honey. You know, and sh- So we're able to create that safe environment where like we're on the same team, right? And so there's a couple of times where we're, the last year I really feel kind of, I would say proud of us for like leaning in deeper and, mm. um, and not being afraid to have some fire, right? Because I tend toward water and compassion and gentleness. 
And I'm like, fuck this. I need to say this, you know, like, <laughs> and, it has, and it has to have, it has to have a little fire to it, you know, yeah. for her to really hear it. And, and so I feel like both of our capacities to lean in and not be afraid of big emotions mm. and at the same time lead with our heart, you know, so going into a conversation with my wife that is going to be, I know a little, a little bit uncomfortable, challenging, like, you know, asking, you know, uh, bringing the support for this, for clear communication, bring in, you know, and then I'll say something like, you know, don't take anything personally, David, like, mm. this is about us coming together and, and healing these wounds, essentially, because every relationship will show us wounds and shadows. So we're healing our root and our second chakra, you know, yeah. abundance and trust and sexuality and like all these things that have been just uh, distorted really from our culture and from religion. And how do we strip away the old codes from our parents and school and come to a new place? How do we grow together? You know, so, so the hacks would be you know, come to your center first and get clear. Like, what do I need? What's what's off in my relationship here? Oh, wow, mm. I'm taking responsibility. I haven't been showing up in this way. I haven't been doing the dishes like I said I was going to do. I haven't been spending time with my daughter like I said I was. And mm. owning that, be like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I remember saying that and then I got busy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's what happens, right? And as an entrepreneur, it's just like, you know, like it's on my mind all the time. How can I become... A, a better leader how can I become a better teacher and show up for everyone so those energetic cords that happen as a leader you're managing teams or whatever it's like okay how do I clear all that out of my way yeah take some deep breath and come to center and be like this is what's I'm being honest about this is what's mm. really needed that yeah. I haven't shared yet with my team or with my wife or with my daughter and um, so that's really first and foremost. And then second would be like creating time with your partner weekly, bi-weekly, at least monthly, right? <laughs> like let's sit yeah. down and connect and have quality time. So that's what I would say. Yeah. And I loved what you touched on earlier because I think it applies in, in partnership for sure. And whatever partnership is, I think because you are in like a, a marriage partnership, other people might just be in any type of relationship or even with just your friends and like the people around you like those habits apply to all of those types of relationships and I think one of the key things you mentioned is when you go into these conversations it's like okay if it's a clarifying conversation specifically it's like okay don't take anything personally because you're both in expression right you're both there to to say something and if you're going to go in and feel attacked or be taking it personally, then you're always going to respond out of like a reactive defensive state. But that's not, I mean, they might be right or they might not be right. That's kind of irrelevant in that moment. It's just about being open and letting them express and not, not taking it in so that when you respond, you can respond from a, oh, you know what? this part you're right and I apologize or I'd like to discuss this further because I don't understand but then you really get a deep understanding from both sides of what's going on what is their experience right now because we're all creating our own we can live the same moment but we're creating our own reality so what I'm experiencing in this exact moment for example is very different than what you're experiencing even though we're sharing this moment and so being able to 
come at it from that thing, I think is, or that space is so important to be like, okay, I'm in my sovereignty and I'm going to hold that space for you to express and also not take it on as like a cloak. I'm not going to wear it just because you're expressing it and react to it instantly. Yes. I feel like with, with you in our conversation, I've been training in that dojo too, you know? It's like, so our relationships become a dojo and the mm. people we trust most, it's like, it's safe enough to go there, you know? Yeah. And it's important to be aware of who are those people that I really trust and feel like can see me, hear me, listen well. Mm. And um, so I'm grateful for, for our relationship in that way, right? Yeah, I know that um because like you said we have cultivated that space that we can practice this and so I know I can come with anything and you won't be weirded out or be like whoa that's like what's going on here um but a huge thing I've learned from us creating that space is to breathe into it um because breathing I know is a, a big part of what you teach and your practice and it's become a huge part of mine because just realizing how much breath can connect us with ourselves and like take us out of the whole mind thing that's happening, right? Because you get so here and if it's like, no, take, even if it's just three breaths, um, it's like, stop, get out of your head. And then so much clarity arises and then you don't have to be, you know. Yes. All up in. Amen. <laughs> A woman, amen, hallelujah, praise the goddess. <laughs> yeah. So then another a question that I would have, because this I tend to be quite water and like, oh, let's cultivate, like, is everybody okay? And let's create peace. Um, but like you said, that fire is really important. And again, I don't think it matters, but in partnership for sure, because you have to be able to like express, and that fire is really important to keep that tension between um the two parties but how do you cultivate that fire and express it in a healthy manner so that you're not just attack but then it's like we need the fire but it there's different ways about going about that right well i'm glad you asked this question this is the key <laughs> to all the universe you see <laughs> um so one analogy i learned from a, a dear friend and teacher um you know he said like like as a dragon right like 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 that embodiment of power how do we bring compassion first and fire second mm. you know so like you only want to use thor's hammer maybe five percent of the time you don't want to be hammering <laughs> everybody right and we <laughs> see this in the old in the old paradigm of business of like it's my oh, it's just like no this is the way and there's this over compensation i would call it you know, and control. Whereas the new leadership is how do I come from the feminine first and a place of harmony understanding. So whenever I have a challenging conversation, uh, I, I come with, you know, like, you know, I'm coming with respect and honor and love. So this comes from my love for you, right? This mm -hmm. comes from my respect for you. And it's only a trusted friend that's going to give you that strong feedback that you need to hear, right? So, and, and occasionally we'll get it from somebody you don't know. And it's kind of unsolicited feedback, which is sometimes good and sometimes like, hey, I, you don't even know me. Who, don't judge <laughs> me, motherfucker, right? <laughs> so, 
So, so for me, as a more water person, the last five years, I've really had to develop, like, how do I express fire safely? What does that look like? How do I be big? And it's an energetic, it's not even through my words, it's through my energy and my eyes and my presence of like, I'm firm on this. And you can even feel it in my voice, right? I'm like now speaking from my belly. I'm like, this is what's true to me. And mm. your truth will most likely be different. And I honor your truth. Can you honor my truth? And can we come to a meeting place, you know? Yeah. And, and from, from that meeting place of honor and respect, you know, now there's safety. Right. So creating that safety. And I'm reading a great book that I highly recommend everyone listening to this podcast in this very moment. Uh, it's called The Culture Code. And, and so it's like kind of breaks down to these three principles. Right. There's like safety and trust first. Right. Now you can share vulnerability. Now you can see the shared goal. Right. That shared goal of like, OK, whether it's a business or a romantic relationship or a friendship. Like, oh, where do we have the same vision? Are we going the same direction or not? You know, and, and so like that creates the, the, this, the culture that you're building in every little environment of like, oh, we're developing a culture of safety and authenticity where you're not gonna be made bad or wrong for sharing that you're angry or upset or that you're crying or that you're whatever. I'm like, hey, it's all allowed here. It's all mm -hmm. allowed here. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry for not understanding. I, I, you know, so that humbleness, like I'm sorry for not showing up in this way. I, I'm sorry that you feel that way you know, even though that wasn't my intention, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that it, it landed this way. And then that, you're like, oh, then the guard's down. It's like, oh, wow, like this person is not just projecting and blaming me. They're taking ownership and saying, hey, I'm sorry that I played a role in this. I like that. And I like the combination of, okay, while you still have to bring that fire, there is a like coming from softness, like the fire can still come from softness or softness might not be the right, the fire can still come from the feminine because it isn't always soft. Yeah, um, like but it's Kali from, energy. exactly. <laughs> like, it's like lava, um, it's lava instead mm. of like a hot flame. It's like, this is coming from like the lava energy that's patient and not just like throwing fireballs at, at you. It's like, hey, mom. <laughs> I love that analogy. I'm actually going to start using that now because lava still flows, even though it That's is right. that fire. And it's stronger, right? It's like so mm. like this creates a fucking mountain. This creates an island. Yeah. Right? Those soft flame, those those fireballs just get burnt up in the water, but the magma starts to penetrate the water and penetrate and build. Mm. Building from fire. I like that. So, cause you brought up culture code, which I'll put a link to um, in the comments here. But what are the other two pillars? Cause now I'm curious. Yeah, so that first pillar is like safety and mm. trust, right? The greatest teams, you know, the Navy SEALs, Heal Team Six, Google, um, the San Antonio Spurs, these different sports teams, right? Think about New England Pages, right? What do they have? They have a culture, mm. right? That allows them so that's the first is safety and trust. The second is vulnerability. So when, as a leader, you share, you know, a front like, hey team, I messed up. I'm sorry, you know, I said we were gonna do this and this happened, I didn't follow through. Or I took us all in this direction, let's stop and audible, you know, <laughs> and like take a pause. Is this really the direction we need to go? And so like, 
surrounding ourselves with really with people that are going to be vulnerable and share authentically like hey you know I don't think this is a good idea David why thank you for sharing that you know and so if I create a culture where I only want yes people they're mm-hmm. like sure that's a great idea I'm 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 that's Limiting why the emperor growth, is, essentially exactly yeah. You know, I think I was the, the analogy back to the ancient days, like the kings and the queens always had advisors, right? Mm. They always had someone, an oracle, a Taoist priest, uh, 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 whatever, you know, the divine feminine to be like, hey, like, what am I not seeing here? Can you please share with me objectively, you know, because I'm in the woods, but you're outside the woods and you can help <laughs> me see, oh, man, I've been cutting down these trees over here that I shouldn't be cutting down. So, so that's the vulnerability piece of, of, of an authenticity. This is the second step. Um, and then the third is getting clear on our shared vision and purpose together, whether mm. you're a sports team, a business team, whether you're a family, right? As a family, it's like, what, what are we doing as a family? Oh, like, what do we want to instill in our daughter? You know, what are these principles we want to instill around the holidays? What does it mean to be a good human? And if those things aren't at the at the maybe the background of our mind, then we just do business as usual. And I, I missed 10 years. I'm like, well, I actually never taught my daughter how to love herself. How did that happen? Wait a second. You know, so like yeah. that vision of like, oh, I'm here to express love and develop these principles that when I die, it's still going to live on. These principles, these these visions that each one of you carry as leaders, it's like, you know, what legacy do you want to leave when you die? you know, authenticity, mm. trust, safety, and that vision of a better world, whatever that vision looks like for you. And that keeps everybody on a North Star. And um, everybody's agendas are able to like, oh, we all have slightly different agendas, but still have this shared vision. Yeah. I love those. They're all, and they're all very dear. Like that's how I operate in life in general. So they're all very like close to me. And I also love that it breaks down into three because even the alchemical principle, right. Of everything, whether it's a theory like that or, you know, a a tree or a human, it all breaks down into three parts. Mm -hmm. And so just having like these three key principles um, is so important and being, yeah, like in any type of relationship, whether it's in your business or like you said, your marriage or your friendships, having these three things will really bond us all together. Um, and even just interacting with any human being essentially yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> out of these three principles, it's just like, okay, it will make the world a better place. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so beautiful trying to think of where to go from here but I know that we mentioned we talked a little bit about your mission earlier um but I'd love to just kind of expand on that like what is your so that third principle like what is your bigger vision the last two years I've been refining it and I would say the first mission is to leave a legacy of love right? Of like, when I die, I know that I've done, done my best, right? So on like an individual level, right? And for the mm-hmm. academy, you know, step one is like, like, I want to train leaders and people who want to go take tools into whatever program they want, whether it's business or the elders or the kids, like, who do you want to help? Who do you feel called to serve? I want to mm-hmm. serve you so you show up better. So, so that vision of really helping these future leaders, right? Cause we're all leaders now, 
and the world's falling apart. So let's strap <laughs> our boots on and lean in from our hearts. So, so you know, to train leaders, healers, coaches, um, social change agents, right? Like who want to really make a difference. And then third, underlying that is like really building a school that lives on when I'm done. That's like hmm. continuing to um, help heal our emotions, right? Help heal our trauma, um, help heal our wounds and create safety for those things to happen. Um, and then inevitably I feel like um, bringing these tools to the indigenous communities, um, the underserved, the black communities, the brown communities, where there's so much generational trauma, you know, to have a person that can go in there and teach the kids how to breathe and how to feel their emotions, how to feel safe to express, is going to make a huge difference for our future, you know, so, so that kind of three-prong, uh, you know, the magic is in the threes, right, physical, energetic, spiritual, mm. so, so that capacity of, like, how can we heal the land, how can I, as we become, you know, in five years, I feel like we will be a multi-million dollar company, I just feel that in my bones, and with that, mm. we'll have the funds to buy back land for the natives, We'll have funds to create programs and scholarships for these, these young men and women that don't currently have the tools in modern school and society. They're just not taught how to connect to their soul. They're not taught how to be creative and how to honor and how to express, right? It's not part of any curriculum in, in typically, you know? Yeah. So how do we create that new paradigm of education for the soul? I love that. And even when you were speaking earlier about like elders as well as children, like to tap into their emotions so that they can express from like authenticity. It's like giving me goosebumps because I think that's so important. <laughs> There's such a misunderstanding around expression um, and communication in our current society because, you know, in North America, it's very, you know, I don't want to insult. And we've, we've gone to an extreme around um, like politically correct and not that we shouldn't keep these things in mind, but there is also a level of authenticity that's gotten lost in the, I don't want to insult anyone or, and I don't feel like I can express yeah. my truth in, in this. Um, but as we were talking earlier, like when it comes from that, like air, that, that love, um, no matter what you need to express, like you can speak your truth without damaging the other party. Yes, yes, and that, that love melts the hardness of our hearts. That mm. unconditional acceptance for all that you are melts the, the, the armor that we built up, you mm -hmm. know, because our parents told us that we're being too loud and we, you know, and it's, and it, you know, we're like, you know, for men really, I definitely feel a calling to help men because in our society, you know, like, I've, I've met with a lot of men that when, when they were young, they cried and their mom or dad said, hey, don't cry, like be a man, you know, like just get it together, you know? And so then they, they close it like, oh, it's not safe or okay for me to cry. And mm -hmm. so grief gets stuck, sadness, pain just starts to, because we're not allowing ourselves to weep, to cry. Life is sad. Don't get yeah. it twisted. Life is beautiful and life is sad as fuck, you know? Yeah. And so the Mayan, um, Martin Prechtel, he has a amazing book for those of you uh budding shamans out there um <laughs> it's called it's called the smell of dust on rain grief and praise mm -hmm. it's absolutely the most beautiful book i've ever read on healing our hearts because 
grief is a natural part of life, to grieve for those we've lost, to cry when something has ended, right, is totally natural. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it's because it meant something. We, we praise that which we lost, you know. So yeah. if we don't cry, Martin Bertel and, and other children, they call it, uh, and from a Qigong, medical Qigong perspective, it's a stagnant grief, right? Cancer hmm. is stagnant emotion. Those huh. energy patterns have not been able to release and it's hardened. The anger has hardened in the liver. The sadness has hardened in the lungs. You know, the distrust of life has hardened into their pancreas and their spleen because mm -hmm. over the last 50 years, they've never really been able to express that emotion, which now has manifested from the spiritual, the emotional now to the physical body that is bound. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I forget, I was watching it. I think it's called Heal. It was a documentary on Netflix and they talk about disease as dis-ease um, and how that's not been processed. And like you said, it's been repressed and therefore it like the energy hardens in the body and becomes the tumor or whatever, however it's going to express itself, it's going to come out in a certain way. I also, I know that when we meet, um, it's you being able to just like allow your emotion to come out when you have to has taught me how to do that same um, in our meetings and just elsewhere. But I remember once you were telling me, and I think it was, um, you were starting the new year the, of the Academy and you were having one of your intro calls and you, I think you said like, oh, and I started crying. And then Kellen, one of your things is like, oh, the year's officially started. David's cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just oh, remember that's thinking yeah. that's so brilliant. Like, you know, it's just, it's almost expected now that you are always going to be really authentic in your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing they weren't tears of grief or pain. Maybe they were, but because mm -hmm. there's also joy, yeah, right? Joy. That, yeah. yeah. It was overwhelming gratitude. I'm like, my dream is being fulfilled right in this moment. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. This is tripping me out. Like everything <laughs> I've prayed for since I was a little boy is like right here, you know, and I can feel it bubbling up now. I'm like, wow. Like sort of crying gratitude, you know, mm. to cry in joy, to cry. In the, and I've learned as a human, the most powerful way to express emotion, just naturally, we start crying. It's like, why am I crying? I'm angry. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know? That um, one I experience so, all the time and I find it so yeah. frustrating because it's like, no, I'm angry and I want you to take me seriously and I want you to be scared <laughs> and like, listen, and then here you're like, I'm crying and I'm like, how can I be intimidating if I'm crying? And but <laughs> somebody um, told me one, she was like, you know, it's actually a blessing because you can, you can act out of your anger, but if you're crying, cause I can't talk mm. and cry at the same time, it's just a glitch, mm. <laughs> um, mm. but it, so it forces me to stop. So in my anger, yeah. I'm literally forced by my body to stop and think about what's happening because I can't, like I physically can't mm. even express in that moment. Um, mm. And so it's like a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say. Yes. It took me a long time to yeah. see it that way, but it's a blessing, a blessing in disguise. because It's like, okay, how can I now, I have to take those breaths and stop. Mm. And then after, usually takes like a minute or two, then I'm yeah. able to speak my truth but from a clearer place because i've had to you know i've been forced to yeah. take those breaths I'm, I'm curious to ask you a question and just flip the script here for a second uh -huh. <laughs> so so for you when you find those times when you're angry and you need to express something and you feel those tears you know like does 
the other person immediately start to uh, support you or try to like defend or like, or, or, or do they allow the pause or do you need to say, Hey, can you just give me a moment? So I think it's changed over the years um, because my relationship with it has changed over the years. And it kind of comes to that, those two um, pillars of vulnerability and authenticity um, and like truth and trust. And so, whereas in the beginning it would just happen. And so I couldn't speak. And so they would take that moment to either, Mm. either comfort me or to like, Oh, now I can um, like overpower because she's in this, what seems like a yin state exactly when it's just my yang I guess expressing a different way (laughs) but (laughs) um yang going in it's like like, oh exactly (laughs) whereas now I can like I've become so attuned with my my body and my being um that I'll feel it coming up and I will I will express that I I'm going to start crying in a moment and I don't like, I need to express what I'm about to say, but I can't, I can't do that and cry at the same time. So now um, you express that too. And now them. I tell them, yes, like this is what is happening. And I'm so angry. I'm about to cry and I need a minute. Mm-hmm. I need you to give me a minute in order to be able to actually get out what I want to say before you start speaking. Like I will actually request mm, that beautiful. of them. And so now they do, most often they allow that space. Cause in that moment, I also don't want yes. comfort. Right. And, yes. and as, as yes. sweet and as loving as that may be, that's not what I need. Like I need to express, that's why I'm angry. Yes. And so requesting that space mm. and like, okay, just wait, <laughs> give me a minute mm, yeah, because yeah. this needs well to done. be spoken. And so I've, that's well made done. the world of difference. So I want to like note, for leaders who are tuning in, like that's like an important master skill to have, you know, because everything is emotion really, you know, like, and that ability, like emotional intelligence is what Mm. separates the successful leaders from the unsuccessful because they don't know how to be with people and set up the container. So you're setting up the container and the safety and expectation. So they're like, oh, okay, this is what she needs to feel supported. So, So then you now are, empowering your friend or your business mm-hmm. partner to do the same of like okay this is what i need in this moment this is coming up just patience you know <laughs> and and then it's woven into the culture it's woven into the family dynamic when my wife is you know going into it or my daughter's freaking i'm like okay i'm just gonna breathe and mm. what's really going on little alea you know yeah. why are you being a, being me and the great grandma what's really underneath that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's actually, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, because that is such a brilliant story when you, when you asked her that, because children are so much more intelligent and so much more attuned to their, because they haven't, if we haven't repressed it yet, they have a deeper understanding. And so could you share like when she was asked that question, like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. This is great. This is uh, so about three weeks ago when I was on medical Qigong retreat, gone 12 hours a day. Um, my wife had her, her, her mom and grandma come. So we had four generations of women, right? And so my, my little daughter, Alea, was being mean to great grandma. We call her Gigi. And she was like, no, you cannot get in the hot tub. No, no, <laughs> you know? And she was just like being real mean. And I don't want grandma, uh, Gigi, I, I don't want Gigi now. 
And so she got upset and went under a table. My little daughter went under a table. She was like, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> and, and so, so Lindsay, my wife, she comes over and she says, she says, honey, you know, comes soft. She's like, honey, what's what's going on? Like, why why are you being mean to Gigi? And Alea says, I'm being mean to Gigi because Dad's not here to be aggressive with, <laughs> mm. to like get out, you know, because we 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 chase, we run, we. We, we, we become animals and tigers and she climbs on top of me, you know? Yeah. So like that energy of expression isn't being fulfilled, you mm-hmm. know, just with all the women, she's now all around women. And she's like, wait, I'm not getting this expression, you know? So now I'm going to take it out on poor old great grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love the, why I love that story so much is because one, she actually understands what's happening in her body. And that has so much to do with how you and Lindsay have raised her. Like, that's so beautiful that you're like, okay, you're in tune with, like I said, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual. And she is cultivating that. And she's only three, I think she just yes. turned, right? Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> and so she's in tune with this already. And then another part of that, which I think is brilliant is, so she understands what's going on and you usually carry that energy. So there's a balance, right? And she is a little girl, but she also understands like she needs the aggressiveness as well as the softness and the whatever. And then after that moment, you're, um, uh, Lindsay, your wife, she was able to also like, okay, let's bring in more of the, like, let's play or whatever. Cause just because there's women there doesn't mean they can't, they don't hold that balance yeah. and can't create that yes. for her as well. And so I think it's just yeah. such a beautiful example um, <laughs> and story. I love it. One of my favorites. <laughs> it's just, I was cracked. I was cracking. I was like, Oh my God, this is my three-year-old. Holy cow. You know, I, know. I was like, you know, and so that's the magic of children, you know, so any parents out there, like, you know, how can we ask them questions and, and create a safe space for them to share what's ever in their little heart? That's all mm-hmm. that's needed. They just want to be heard and listened to, you know, and that's it. It's like, oh, I hear you. Thank you for sharing, little one. That's it. We don't need to fix it. Like, oh, like, let's redirect and like, let's not pay attention to your tears and let's try to play a board, a game. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, tell me more. What's going mm. on? Okay, you're upset about this. You're sad. Oh, you're angry. Thank you for sharing, you know, and like not sidestepping it. And the reason why adults sidestep it is because we don't know how to deal with it. We haven't dealt with it in our own being. Our parents yeah. said, no, you can't cry. And so we're like, oh, the, the child's crying. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> hey, honey, what do we do about this crying child? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think oh, just think sorry. of how we'd all be able to express if we'd all had that growing up yeah yeah. the world would be so different Mm -hmm. well this has been so beautiful um is there anything you feel like oh I really feel like the world needs to know this or I want to share Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'd love to hear any nuggets that you have left that you want to express you know my favorite thing is to breathe and breathe and pray so I'd love to just like give a transmission Mm. for five minutes you know from from yeah for for everyone listening here. So take a moment if you're sitting down or if you're, you know, you can close your eyes. If you're driving in a car, please keep your eyes open. <laughs> um, and know that the transmission will come through crystal clear no matter what. Mm. We're feeling our feet on the ground and taking a deep breath into our nose, down into our lower belly. As you exhale, letting on a sigh, the ancient sound of the heart, sending a smile to our heart. Ah, 
one more time, softening the heart. You feel your spine is like a pillar. Your feet are in the earth, tailbone is in the earth. Your belly and your heart are full of your energy, your unique soul vibration. Breathe into that. Give yourself permission to express your soul right now and throughout your day and through the coming days. Give yourself full permission to express and call in the support that's needed. And feel now as you breathe in, into the heart, tune the gratitude. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being a leader. Thank you for being a way shower. I honor you, I see you. And then breathe into your mind's eye, your pineal gland, and see your pineal gland begin to light up. And calling on that higher power, source, great spirit, to clarify your mind. God, open the way so that our minds can be clear, that we can express from our hearts, and from our throats, and from our bellies, creating a place of safety inside of ourselves right now. Mm. And breathe that in, and you can even imagine like a pillar around you, or a cocoon of love and strength. We'll take five deep breaths, inhaling through the nose, through a little sound, breathe into the belly first, and then let the heart and the chest expand. Exhale. Anything in the way of your expression, clearing that out, breathing in big. Breathing in this safe space inside your heart. A little bit bigger, calling in that strength and that love and that support. Bringing courage to have those uncomfortable conversations with those you care about. Bringing courage to be honest with yourself. Let's take three more. Sending a smile to that inner child inside of you. It's okay, little one, to be big. It's okay to express all of your emotions here, dear one. And one more breathe in. Hold it at the top. Hold it. Now relax your shoulders, round your belly, soften, and exhale slow as you can. Feel the vibration of the divine inside your belly, your heart, your spine. Feel the clarity in your mind. Feel all the support you need within you now. All the courage, love, compassion you need is within you now. You feel this recalibration inside the feeling of being at home. Take three more slow, quiet breaths, smiling internally to your heart.
and you're ready, bring one hand to your heart, one hand to your belly. And do a real smile, smile to your heart, massage your heart, your belly. Tune in to gratitude. What a blessing this life is. What a Freya day, day of celebration, divine feminine. <laughs> Let's celebrate life. Let's celebrate our expression. Let's have a dance party, yo. <laughs> mm, yes. Do what brings you joy. Do what brings you joy. Aho <laughs> <laughs> to that. Do what brings you joy. Thank you. What an honor to be here in this first uh, container with you. I see you as a leader, as a way shower. Thank you for your gifts, Jared Decker, and all that you bring. Really an honor. Mm, thank you so much. This has just been so much fun. Um, I know I get to talk to you all the time, but <laughs> it's, it's been knowing that we get to share this has added like an extra element um so thank you so much and i will put all the links to how what david does and how you can connect with him um into the comments of this and yeah this has been brilliant i hope everybody has a great Friday day go out and celebrate um or whatever yeah. day it is when you're listening to this but uh yeah we will be in touch thank you hallelujah much love bye bye